I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's the last happy hour. Uh, yay, glad you're all here to be audience for each other and uh, stuff like that. So four minute sets, you'll hear the horn at three and uh, yeah, cool. All right, your first comedian, put your hands together for Art Galustian. Give it up for Muni Radio, everybody. Hell yeah. Last time I'll be first here. Isn't that sad? That's a little sad. Okay, this got awkward. Okay, uh, let's do some comedy. Uh, I'll tell you guys about a time I got into a fight. Do you want to hear that? I got into a fight one time. You want to hear that? Yeah, do you want to hear it? Okay, I was going to say it anyways. Um, I was walking with my girlfriend at the time. And some guy called her a bitch. And I was like, don't call her a bitch. She's not a bitch. You know, don't call her a bitch. You know what he said to me? He said, I'll call that bitch whatever the fuck I want. So I hit him in the face. And my girl got mad at me. She was pissed. She's like, Art, I can't believe you did that. That was unnecessary. Violence is wrong. You are wrong. And I realized something. I realized I was wrong. She is a bitch. There she is. Give it up for her, guys. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know who you are. <laughs> oh, that's your girl. My bad. Don't call her a bitch. <laughs> I'm single now. Um, okay, I'll do another joke. I went to a high school here in San Francisco. I went to Lowell High School. I don't know if anybody here is from San Francisco. Lowell is a predominantly Asian high school. There's like 80% Asian kids, which was great because there's a lot of kids for me to cheat off. Okay, if you guys think that's racist, let me tell you something. Okay, I, could, I can make that joke. Because I know I don't look like it, but for my mom's side, I'm actually a quarter racist, so it's okay. Thank you for that laugh. No, but that's how I met my best friend. Uh, we're sitting in geometry class, and we're taking a test, and we don't know each other. And I'm fucking struggling, okay? I'm fucking struggling. He sees that I'm struggling, so he lets me copy his test, right? But I've never cheated in my life before. That was my first time ever cheating off a test, and I fucked up. Dude, I fucked up so bad. Because I didn't know that he was dumb as fuck. This guy was not smart, guys. He was not. Okay, I thought that'd be funnier. What's up, man? How you doing? Okay, that's good. The orange is very orange. I regret talking to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great crowd work, yeah. We're on air, guys. We're on air. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my best friend was not smart. Uh, that's why, you know, stereotypes are harmful. Even, like, the positive ones, you know? They say, like, Asians are smart. That's supposed to be a positive stereotype. It is harmful. It was harmful to me. I failed geometry, guys. That's... Remember? Because I copied his test and he was... Okay, whatever. Moving on. Uh, yeah, last mic here. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? I am an immigrant. I moved to San Francisco when I was 12. I'm from Armenia. Do you know where Armenia is? Yeah, I don't know either, dude. It's somewhere, somewhere over there. Spencer, do you know where Armenia is? 
Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, it doesn't really matter because we all died in that genocide anyway. So I'm like the last, the last one to survive. How you doing, sir? Do you know where Armenia is? Where Armenia is? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty close. Where are you from? Oh, okay. Well, that's not a real country either. So anyways, um, I'm just kidding. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So I moved here and uh, I remember asking my grandma, uh, how can I learn English faster, right? Because she's been here. I was like, how did you learn English? And she told me she learned English by watching a lot of TV. So I did the same thing all summer long. I was just watching TV, trying to learn English. But it wasn't working for me because I didn't realize that I was watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to San Francisco, San Francisco was a very different place, like Mission Street, like out here. It was different because there used to be gangs here. So you weren't supposed to wear, like, the wrong color in the wrong neighborhood or something bad could happen to you, you know? And I didn't know any of this shit, you know, because I was just some kid from Armenia, and they don't teach you this shit on Telemundo. So I had no idea. Uh -huh, little callback. Uh, and I learned the hard way. Uh, one time my mom asked me to take all these tax papers and drop it off at the tax lady's house, right? So I got on the bus. This was like my first time taking the bus. I was already nervous, but I fucked up because I was wearing red like him. I looked like him, you know, I was wearing red. And these guys walk on the bus and immediately they approach me, right? And they're like, what's up, fool? What you claim? And I was like really confused. I was like, why are they asking me about our taxes? I was like, bro, I think we're claiming three dependents. Okay. Stupid joke. All right, well, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Community Radio, Houston. everybody. Thank you. Art Gal Houston. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together. It's Ian Langland. Oh, what's up, everybody? Woo! All right, I'll be. I'll take care of the energy. I guess I'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Mutiny Radio. I love this place. I'm very sad. Uh, one more round of applause for Pam for doing this. Every fucking Friday since before I was born, so she's doing it. Um, I'm always getting hit on by gay guys when I'm in public, and I'm not sure if it's because they think I'm gay or because they think I'm gullible. I'm not sure which one it is. I think it'd be worse if they thought I was gullible. They're like, one Moscow mule and this guy can go down on me for sure. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Went to the gay bar one time. This guy was like, you've ever heard of a timeshare? And I'm like, okay, I'll fall for it. I'll sign off with you. Uh, I saw my mom uh, uh, during the holidays, during Christmas. My entire relationship with my mother at this point is just her giving me bad news about people in our life. That's just all it is at this point. She goes up to me. She's like, Ian, you remember your cousin, your third cousin, uh, his girlfriend from when you were four months old? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, she has osteoporosis now, so... <laughs> Bad beat. I'm like, okay, um, thanks. Her next favorite thing is like she likes to sneak up on me and like just give me the obituary of an, of an old person. She's like, Ian, look. And I'm like, who is this? I'm like, he was our mailman for six months. And I'm like, okay, rip, I guess. I miss him already, the way he would deliver that mail. Uh, I just went to the museum. I went to the MoMA recently. And uh, I'm really bad at going to museums. I feel like every time I go to the museum, I'm auditioning for the role of guy who understands art. And I don't think I'm convincing anybody when I'm there. I'm like in the corner looking at a water fountain like, now that's deep. That, that means a lot right there. That's incredible what they did. And I never know when the museum ends. I never know where it begins and ends. I'm in the cafe like looking at the menu. I'm like, oh, I know this one. The artist is Cappuccino. That's great. That's cool. 
So dumb. So dumb. Uh, I'm currently going through a breakup right now, and uh, I got to know. I don't know what the ethics are in the nudes. What do I do with the nudes? Does anybody have any rules for what to do with them? D don't show my face. No, I'm saying her nudes that I have. Just <laughs> don't show your face. Okay, this guy goes crazy. All right. I'm going to turn my airdrop on. You send me those puppies. Uh, no, I was going to delete them, and my friend was like, nah, man, keep them. You earned them. Like she's a fucking associate's degree or something like that. I'm like, I earned them. I don't understand. He's like, well, you never know. They, they could be very valuable. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he's got a point there. They could be valuable. What if one day she starts an OnlyFans, and these are like Babe Ruth rookie cards or something like that? I'm like, I could get something for these. You didn't think that Pokemon cards, those were going to be worth any money, right? Now they're so expensive. Maybe I've got a Blastoise on my hands. I don't know. She was a squirter, so uh, <laughs> she's got my nudes, and those are worth jack shit. They're not worth, any, they're not even Pokemon. It's just like a folded seven of diamonds with a, like a crease in it, you know? <laughs> That's just all mine are worth. Thank you. I'm going to, okay. I'll end, on, I'll end on Pam's favorite joke. I'll do, do your joke, Pam. I'll do Martha. Okay. This is an old, old joke. Let's see if I can remember. I, am a, I don't watch porn. I don't watch porn, and no one ever, no one ever believes me when I said, tell them that, especially straight men. They're like, dude, no way. And I'm like, I don't watch porn. They're like, all right, pull your pants down right now and prove to me that you don't need porn to get hard. And I'm competitive, so I do it every single time. I assert my dominance all over their ottoman. And, uh, and I don't watch porn. I just don't like it. I think the whole thing is weird. It's very weird to watch someone do a thing, and then you pretend to do that thing. That's kind of where I don't understand. Like, I'm not going to watch Martha Stewart bake a cake and then pretend to whisk in rhythm with her, you know? I'm like, come on, Martha, you and me. Let's hit it. Let's, <laughs> let's sync it up. I'm, like, timing the icing like it's the money shot. I'm like, oh, fuck, I missed it. Go back 10 seconds. Let me get back to it. Okay, that was, that was my Martha Stewart joke for Pav. Uh, I don't want to take too much time, but I just want to say, I love Mutiny. I remember coming here when I was fucking 19 years old. It was the only place I could get into when I started comedy, and I'm very happy it was here. I would not be the person I am today without it. And I just want to say thank you to Pam. I love her a lot, and I love Mutiny. And uh, thank you, guys. Okay, that's it. Bye, bye, bye. Dean Langley, this is very sweet and heartfelt. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Colin Braun. Thank you so much. Mutiny was the first place I performed in California. Um, I moved to California during the pandemic and then started up doing comedy here. Uh, and it was great. And Ian started when he was 19 and then six months later, here we are. <laughs> But I, I'm, Pam, I'm jealous you get to leave Greece before an election year. That's a good idea. Because in a year from now, all the lines are going to be very, very long to get out of the country. But good for you. I'm very excited. Um, I haven't been doing terribly much comedy, uh, really, in all of 2023, because I've been focusing on my work. I work in structural steel, so I do apologize if I'm a little bit rusty. I... That joke got less funny over the two years I've been telling it. Okay. Um, well, if you hated that pun, get ready. Um, see, the thing is, when you make something out of structural steel, you don't build it. No, first you have to forge the steel, and that's boring. Then you have to take the forged steel, and you have to fabricate the pieces. That's boring. Then it arrives at the job site, and that's when I do my work. I erect the steel. 
And as a gay man, there is no greater joy that I feel when people ask me what I do for a living and I get to tell them that I manage erections 40 hours a week. It doesn't just stop there. We have all the fun words, really, in Structural Steel. Here's a list of them. Rod. Stroke. Jack. Pump. Drill. Thickness. Member. Load. Hole. Manpower. My personal favorite. Hole widening. And honorable mention to penetration weld. Uh, my boss at work, I just learned this week that he's a prepper. A doomsday prepper. You guys familiar with doomsday preppers? I... <laughs> I hate these people so much. I hate doomsday preppers because it's never, hey, I made a bunker that's big enough for everyone. No, it's I made a bunker for me and two 16-year-old girls. All right. Um, I know that I was a C-section baby because if my mother had given natural birth to me, I never would have heard the end of it. This is going great. Um, this is fun, though. Being on stage, it's a safe space. You can be on a stage and say terrible things, shameful things, your darkest secrets, things that you would never say in conversation with other people. Like, I once had sex for money. I ran a red light the other day and almost killed someone. I stand with Israel. <laughs> you know, shameful, shameful things. All right. Um, a few, I think it was last week, uh, I had a show on a Tuesday and I was on my way home. I stepped at a bar near my house, a gay bar because I live in the Castro because I'm an alcoholic. Um, and uh, it was Tuesday night. I ran into some people I know. I was like, oh my God, what, what, are you guys, what are you guys up to? I said, oh, well, we're going to this thing called, have you been to Truck? The Truck? What's Truck? I said, oh, it's a sex party. It's every Tuesday from 10 to 2. Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday. Tuesday? You're going to an orgy on a Tuesday. 10 to 2. Mm. Tuesday. Every. Tuesday, from 10 to 2, Tuesday, all right, that was funnier when I did it as a six minute long uh, video on Instagram, but um, everybody, thank you so much for your time, Pam, I love you, please send us some olive oil, Lord knows we need it, and uh, give it up for, I don't know who's next, ladies and gentlemen, have a nice night. Everyone, hooray! Uh, your next comedian. Uh, I'm gonna switch your thing, so it's gonna be Luke, and then it'll be Mike.
But um, put your hands together, everybody, for Luke Moore. Yay! Huge announcement, guys. Big time announcement. Ancestry.com emailed me today. They updated my ethnicity. So I used to be 4% African. I am now pleased to announce I am 5% African. I'm 5% black. That's a big number. Big number. Four. I'm not going to tell people that. Five. I'm going to tell people that. Five? Five is a, a milestone number. You know, I get to round up now. I get to round up. So, uh, yeah, I'm full black. And as a 5% black man, you know what I get to do now? I get a little special privilege now. I get to, when I go to the movies and there's a scary part, I get to be like, oh, hell no! I get to do that now. That's what I get to do now. I didn't make that up. That was what Ancestry.com emailed me. And they told me, I'm like, all right. All right, Ancestry.com. I was already doing that, but um, okay. <laughs> now I get to. Hell yeah. So I have this Attila the Hun joke. Is that okay? <laughs> that I do my Attila the Hun joke? Attila the Hun joke. Ready? Go. So, anyways, how does it go? Um, so, you, you ever met a dog who has the same name as you? You ever, like, that's so humbling. There's nothing worse than that, right? Like, I was at the park the other day, and I heard someone say, Luke, come here, boy. Come here, Luke. You've been a bad boy, Luke. And I was like, who, me? Oh, I'm not the Luke being addressed. The Luke being addressed is this dog whom I share the moniker Luke with. And I thought to myself, this must be what Attila the Hun feels like when he goes to a diner. <laughs> Cream or sugar, Hun? Would you like a refill, Hun? Who, me? Oh, I'm not the Hun being addressed. <laughs> the Hun being addressed is this patron whom I share the moniker Hun with. Attila the Hun, folks. Hell yeah, dude. You know what they say, killing half the soldiers is half the battle. <laughs> and then killing the other half of the soldiers is the other half of the battle. That's just an old wartime proverb. Um, yeah. Christmas is over. I wasn't ready, man. I was like just getting into Christmas music. You know, I like Christmas music, you know. I feel like everybody hates like one Christmas song, though. A lot of people, it's Mariah Carey, you know, a lot of people, it's, you know, simply having a wonderful Christmas time or something like that, or, you know, that one, but I I hate Little Drummer Boy. I don't like Little Drummer Boy. It's a bad song. First of all, I mean, a drummer wrote that song, so you know it's bad. Second of all, it's just like, listen to it as bad It's like the lyrics are like, I have no gifts for him. Ba -rum -ba -bum -bum. That you don't have any gifts? Everybody else brought a gift. You didn't bring a gift for Jesus? I don't know, maybe give him your drum? Give him that. Just give him that. 
I played my best for him. It's like, you know, Jesus is a baby. He was just born. He's trying to sleep. You come here uninvited, playing your drum. You're waking up Jesus with your drum. I don't like drummers. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Keep your hands clapping for Luke Moore. All right, your next comedian, a wonderful stalwart of Mutiny Radio from back in the day. Put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Hey, everybody. Uh, Middle Eastern women are more attractive than Jewish women, so you know what side I'm on. Um, hmm. uh, <laughs> I've been working with special ed kids for the last seven years, and um, it's been rough. But um, my, I have this uncle, this uncle named Ricky, who's been like retarded my whole life, right? And like, um, as soon as I started working with special ed kids for all these years, now I kind of think my Uncle Ricky's been lying this whole time. Like, now I kind of don't believe him. Like, when I was a little kid, when I was like five, I remember going to the bathroom once at Christmas, and my Uncle Ricky comes up to me as I'm peeing, and he, like, looks right at my dick, right? He just, like, just stares at it and is like, what do you feed that thing? I look up at him, I was like, what? And he was like, ah! Open mic jokes. I love him. He's all jokes I can't say anywhere else. Um, yeah, I know that joke wasn't going to work. I've been trying to use that on stage, though. You can't really make a special ed pedophile uncle joke. You know what I mean? It's not really of the time to tell jokes like that, you know? Um, man. I, uh, I I got laid here once because um, I used to have the codes to Mutiny Radio, and I didn't know there was a camera that's like right there the whole time. I didn't get laid. I got like a blowjob, which is still bad. Like, did, did that ever come up like in the security meetings? Uh, okay, never mind. All right, <laughs> that means no. <laughs> it was just <laughs> the camera <laughs> and Jesus looking at me the whole time. I. Now I know. Also, Abraham Lincoln is black in that picture. You're black in your jokes. There's a lot going on here. When you got to the part where you're like, come here, boy. I was like, now you're black. That was the thing. <laughs> I was referring to a dog. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to miss meeting radio a lot. I uh, started doing comedy here nine years ago. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember my first jokes were about my dick, which makes me feel like I haven't grown as a comedian at all because <laughs> my jokes are still about my dick. There's something funny about having a dick. Like I wish girls had as much fun talking about their pussies as guys do talking about their dicks. Truthfully, I really hope, like, in my, like if I was a girl for a day, I would definitely like take pictures of my pussy and just send it to my friends all the time. Just, hey Susie, check this out. Like, you know, someone's in a board meeting, right? Because I know like dick pics are a thing, and that sounds horrible. That sounds really bad if you don't want to see a dick, right? But if people are just sending pussies around, I feel like it wouldn't be that bad. No? No, okay, maybe not. Um, I kind of wish I was old enough to be alive when Bill Clinton was president, because 
I just feel like looking at the news now is just it's boring. Well, not boring. Sorry, it's far from that. It's actually depressing as fuck, right? But I wish our president's problem was the fact that he's, uh, you know, again, his dick suck. That'd be way cooler, you know. I think 2024 is going to be the most interesting election year since 2016. Um, because you have one dude that separates families and one dude that bombs families. So I'm like, who's going to win? And like, honestly, if Trump says free Palestine, I'm voting for that nigga. I am. All is forgiven. Could you imagine that debate? <laughs> you know what I mean? You bombed babies, Joe. Small babies. Little babies, Joe. You bombed them. <laughs> hospitals, Joe. Hospitals. UN buildings. You're a terrible person. It's like, yeah, but you're racist. But yeah, but I don't bomb babies, Joe. <laughs> My name is Mike. Have a good night, y'all. Yay, Mike Evans Jr. He's political in a way that you still want to like him. You could do that joke in Texas, and you'd be fine. You'd be fine. It's very funny. They'd be like, all right, he's exactly right. Ow! Your next comedian is... Um, is here because um, Colin is here and, and I've never seen him before and, and we're all in for a treat together. Put your hands together for Alex. Oh my God, sending pussy pics around just willy-nilly. All I could think of them was just flapping their little lip wings like butterflies, getting in my face like a gnat. I just, no thank you. Oh, they're all for you. They're all for you. You can have my lifetime supply. Oh, God. You know, there is a difference between being a comedian and being a clown. Like, yeah, I'm just a love machine. That's a clown. But telling you that I took 200 milligrams of edibles today and that has been like the song I can't get stuck out of my head and the idea to write this joke came to me on the toilet. Now that, that is comedy. Very different, you see. Today is my 41st birthday. I am so happy to be in the I'm wearing this hat to hide my hairline part of life. It's very, it's very interesting. It's, it's funny because I, I can't afford to buy a house in this city. I, uh, I came here with Colin, and the more I hang out with him, the more I have to question is my white friend funny or is he just racist with a straight face? I just, I, you know, he always, he keeps you on your toes. He keeps you on your toes. But um, heterosexuality is starting to disgust me. And <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it's just like, you people can't wash your own legs. You can't raise yourselves. What are you doing with children? Gays do it better, we just get dogs. That's something that we can handle. We get what we can handle. Y'all can't handle them, kids. It's sad, I'm discouraging breeding like the ASPCA, like, ew, you don't want that. Those things are so dirty. You don't have time to train it, and you don't. Oh, you know, I, I love taking notes on my phone and Oh, also, shit, I skipped ahead of something. I want to normalize the question. Why would you get pregnant by that? Because I know some great women don't know any great men. I know some wonderful people, and I've been in California for a while, but I have yet to meet a great white. 
So I, my issue, <laughs> my, but, but I think we need to start normalizing. Why would you get pregnant by that? By that? The brain is small and the belly's fat. Why would you get pregnant by that? We have to start asking these questions so people stop getting pregnant. Let's end it. Because it's not, it's not getting any better. But I wrote this down and I have no idea what it means, but I enjoy it. It says, and I quote, order Big Dick Sally some bear me so he can stay safe. Now, I love, like, Big Dick Sally. I want to know, like, that was intentional. I could tell that was me. I don't know how drunk I was or, you know, coked out. I was on something. But Big Dick Sally? I just, I want, I'm like, that's a term I'm going to bring with me into 2024 because it can mean anything. That's a Big Dick Sally right there. All right, I'm Alex Rogers. Thank you so much. Alex Rogers. I thought you said Big Dick Salad, and I was like, that's the name of the band. <laughs> Big Dick Salad? Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, your next comedian. So excited that she's here, and she's such a stalwart of the Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, it smells good in here. <laughs> Somebody's got food. Oh, nice. All right. I'm just a little nervous. Um, we're never just one thing. We're a bunch of things. I'm not just a lesbian. I'm a lesbian comedian with a microphone. And that spells trouble. Oh, yes, trouble, my friends. Trouble with a capital T that rhymes with P, and that stands for penis. Thank you. <laughs> That's me being a professional and inserting a dick joke at the first opportunity. I'm not just a comedian, I'm also a voter with opinions. Uh-oh. I'm an anorexic comedian voter with opinions and a microphone, and that clearly points to a political career. But I'm not going to run for office anytime soon because I'm also a woman with a past. I have too many skeletons in my closet to be a politician. The Times would be all over that shit. Local suicidal comedian thinks she can solve cities' problems with dark humor. Look under your seats. Everyone gets a 5150. 5150 for everyone. Too dark? All right, we'll fuck that one. I'm a very lucky person. I get to practice my craft, my art form, every night in front of you fuckers. Of course, if you paid me, it would be a little bit better, but look at me. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm old as fuck. I remember when I was eight years old crying when I heard uh, President Kennedy had been shot. I remember being in the um, basement with my mom in our den watching the moon landing on TV. If it was real, I don't know, but we were watching it. I've seen some shit. I once had a job as in a high-class brothel in New York City in the 1980s, working, no, not that, <laughs> working as a housekeeper, I suppose I should, I should have I said that part first. <laughs> I'm talking cocaine on mirrors scattered throughout the apartment and whips under the bed. 
I'm talking creepy guy in his underwear following me around checking my work. Yeah, I'm talking laundromat with tons of sheets and towels and everybody staring at me and snickering. I don't know. That was weird. Where was I? Oh, um, I only lasted one day in that job, but it's clearly seared in my memory. And isn't it funny how memories and events work together? I read somewhere that you remember things when there's an emotion attached to it. In this case, working at the brothel, it was fear and anxiety. But in comedy, fear and anxiety is followed closely behind by depression. Come on, depression. Keep up. I'm not carrying your sorry ass. I thought that would get more left. All right. I'm sorry. This is... <laughs> it sucks because even though I feel lucky to be here and be doing this, I'm also depressed. And I don't want to talk to you fuckers because you just make me anxious. So can't you just Google, Google something funny and pretend that I said it? No, that won't work. All right. <laughs> Even if it was one of my own videos, and granted, that would be hysterical, it wouldn't be the same because this is a live, live performance, and this is what's happening, and we take all this away, and we go home, and it's, it's what... We're very fortunate to be part of this because I'm an old lady, and I don't have a lot of time left. See that? <laughs> Perfect. That was perfect. So let's suspense with this tomfoolery and get to the point, which is, live, here we go, wise, uh, talk from the old, old bitch. Live your life wisely. Pay attention. Be aware. Be grateful. Be kind. Pam has been kind to us for having us here all these years and helped us flourish and grow and learn. And we wouldn't be here without Pam. So thank you. Lauren Krauts. And you forgot to put floss on that list. Floss. You have to also floss. Uh, yay, Lauren Kraut. That was lovely. Your next comedian is new to the room. Clap your hands together for Scott Menke. I don't eat hot dogs anymore because processed meat is bad for the colon. I don't want to get cancer in my butt from putting wieners in my mouth. <laughs> the phrase receding hairline sounds so negative. I think fewer people would be afraid of having a receding hairline if it was called something more positive sounding. Maybe growing forehead? It's not that your hairline's receding. It's that your forehead's becoming your whole head. I was looking at audiobooks. I saw you can buy audiobooks that come with subtitles. Whoa. 
Someone sat down and wrote out a whole audiobook. Asperger's isn't called Asperger's anymore because it was named after Nazi scientist Hans Asperger, which if someone told me that random fact, I would automatically assume that they have what used to be called Asperger's. I feel really bad for blind men because if you're a blind guy, you have to get naked when you masturbate. Because if you accidentally get cum on your clothes, everyone's going to know that you have cum on your clothes. <laughs> Last Easter, I learned something really cool about Good Friday. Good Friday is the day that Jesus was killed on. It was named by the people who killed Jesus. The day after, they were like, wow, yesterday was such a good Friday. Killing that guy was fucking awesome. <laughs> Growing up was really hard sometimes because my dad was a semi-professional fighter. He had an undefeated record against his own children. Some people are gender fluid. I can get down with that. I like all genders fluids. They're delicious. <laughs> Every year, some people die on roller coaster rides. The worst part of having the person sitting next to you on a roller coaster die is after spending all that time waiting in line, you have to just sit there pretending like the rest of the ride isn't even fun anymore. Thank you. Long is a Keep your hands clapping for Scott Benke. Yay. Uh, all right, your next comedian, uh, no stranger to the room, clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. Bound by the light Material. Don't worry about it. It's all it's 17 pages of O's. Woo! Ooh! <laughs> no, I, I, it's the last one, you guys. Let's do some new weird shit. Let's get into it. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. The year is 1856. The city is London. There's shit in the chimneys. There's coal in the streets. Welcome to London, Mr. and Mrs. Albert Crumpet, Duke of the city, walks the street with his wife, Margaret, sickly from the irons. <clears throat> ah, Margaret, what a wonderful night for Polo. But honey, won't the horses be asleep? <laughs> ah, drats, my scheduling again. 
Ah, the moon, Margaret. Yes, it's quite beautiful. Agreed. Ah, what was that? Oh, is this pizza pie? Oh, no. Don't tell me. It's amore. Amore. Not Amore, the pizza goblin. And that's the end of that bit. <laughs> that's, a his that's a historical piece, so that's real life history. Have you ever told someone, hey, hey, my birthday's next week, my birthday's next week, and they're like, can't wait. Yeah, you can. <laughs> like, that's how time works. Like, I'm not going to revolve. What? Because we've come to a point in the English language where can't means don't want to. <laughs> like, it just means, like, I can't make it to work, even though I could very much have made it to work. Like, I can't believe it's not butter, but really, I'd just rather not believe that it's not butter. And I'm sorry, gentlemen, if you can't have children, that's unmotivated sperm. Try harder, that's all I'm saying. Just like blind kids on Easter. Can't find them eggs, know what I'm saying? Bam! Unmotivated sperm jokes coming at you hot. Yeah, this is... Okay, so I get... I get what they mean, right? Like, oh, I can't... I can't wait. I can't wait. But unless they're being sarcastic and they're like, oh, I can't wait. It, which means that they don't want to stop waiting. <laughs> like, all they want to do is wait. The English language is fucked, okay? If someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, oh, I can't wait. Like, next, they should die. It should be like, hey, my birthday's next week. Oh, I can't wait. Why? Ah! Or, uh, my birthday, my birthday's next week. Oh, can't wait. Why? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what it should be. Like, guy, if someone comes up to you and you're like, my birthday's next week. They're like, I can't wait. You should be like, stop. Everyone, stop. My birthday is now. Find every calendar in the area. We're ripping a week off. We're jumping the gun. Thank God I always have cake in my pockets. Just... <laughs> Two corner pieces, extra frosting, and of course, we're gonna have to make a sacrifice to the demon Etragon. And we're gonna need 100 goats, because we're trying to jump time here. I'm not Jeff Goldblum. I don't have a science degree. We need to do it the old-fashioned way. And guess what? There's no goat farmers working this late in season. So we're gonna have to kill a goat farmer. And then we're gonna have to steal his goats. And we're gonna have to force the pregnancy of about 400 not-ready goats. And then we're gonna sacrifice all of them. And then have Happy birthday to you. Can't wait. That's my take on the subject. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Pets are divine, everyone. We got to, that was, I'm, can I have the acid too? Uh, you're, you're being, why are you being so selfish there, Spence? Keeping all the good drugs for yourself. Uh, hey, your next comedian, I didn't ask him if you wanted to go up. Kelvin, did you want to go up? You don't? Okay. Should I not have said your name on air? Um, your, your next comedian, <laughs> your next comedian, he's come out of retirement. Um, I, I actually bought all his jokes years ago for a beer. And I'm excited to see which ones he does for you tonight. He, he's amazing. Uh, I always call him drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. So give it up for Aaron Barrett. Yay! What's going on, Mutiny Radio? People in the back, let me hear you. All right, wild animals on the floor, let me hear you roar. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I grew up on Arena Rock. Unfortunately, everything I learned from public speaking, I learned from Kiss. It's sad. It's sad. You know, but I did. I always wanted to be a rock star. I used to go see all those bands all the time. Uh, you know, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, all that stuff. But the one band I've actually never seen is ACDC, right? And you got to love ACDC because these guys have been out for like 50 years just writing the same song over and over. And, uh, you know, we keep buying it. But the thing I love about ACDC is that they've never sold out, right? They don't do commercials. They don't do ads. They don't do ballads. But just like all my favorite bands, they will do a commercial someday. I can picture it. It's coming up at the Super Bowl. Like, it'd be like a McDonald's commercial, right? This is like my uh, impression of ACDC doing a McDonald's commercial. It'd be something like this, like, they got the super size, I'm telling you no lies. Knocking me out with those American fries. Take a moment to share kids' meal with apples and pears. Have a soft serve cone, Big Mac, two pies, and McRib, because I'm loving it. Yeah, that's it. It's coming. It's coming. Super Bowl. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Um, I did. I always wanted to be a rock star, though, but my rock star partying days are way over. Like, I haven't done cocaine in years, you know? And it always cracks me up because now, nowadays, like, I'll be at a party or at a bar or something, and some guy will come up to me and be like, hey, bro, uh, you want a bump, huh? You want a little bump? And I'm always like, I don't know. You want me to follow you around the rest of the night pretending to like you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bump. I want the whole bag, asshole. <laughs> By the way, if you're a guy and you're offering another guy coke, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> That's for the ladies, right? Save that for the ladies. And that's the thing. I don't have any coke, so I have to get women the hard way, right? I have to actually talk to them, you know? There's certain women I will not talk to. You know the ones that talk like this? I know, right? Oh, my God, right? Oh, yeah. Can't stand that shit. And I was outside a bar the other night, and there was two of those girls outside on the sidewalk chirping away. Then all of a sudden, I overhear one girl say to the other girl, she's like, yeah. And then I made the mistake of telling Laura. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I walked right up to her. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You know that? She's like, excuse me? Why am I an idiot? I'm like, you can't trust Laura, man. <laughs> She's going to tell everybody. Get us all in trouble. <laughs> Laura. I actually refer to those women as the Louis Vuitton girls, right? Because I always have like the Louis Vuitton handbag, the matching luggage, dish towels. I'm kidding. They don't wash dishes. But... Um, <laughs> But I wish, I wish Louis Vuitton would make something a little more practical for these women. You know, something they could really use. Like, how about the Louis Vuitton noose? How about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they found Laura hanging in the shower last week, but she looks so cute. <laughs> Laura. Oh, God. I, um, 
I uh, see what here. I think I have a set list here. I thought I had this shit all memorized. Oh, yeah, I'm just got one more joke here. I, I, we got the new year coming up. Trying to get in shape. I have a buddy, super fit guy. A little bit of t- too much testosterone, but you know he gives me shit. He's like, "Look at you, dude. What are you gonna do if you get in a fight? How are you gonna defend yourself? What's your first move?" And I'm like, "Fucking." He's like, "Karate Kid, the Crane. That's your first move." He's like, "No." You got to get into mixed martial arts, all right? Come to the bar with me this Friday and check out the UFC championship. I'm like, all right, I haven't seen this stuff. I've, I've seen the posters. And, uh, and, and so I go. And, and have you guys seen UFC? We've all seen this, right, at this point? This shit is fucking violent. But after like a few minutes of watching, I was like, wait a minute. This shit's pretty gay too, right? Like, like mixed martial art. Art of what? Spooning? It's like extreme spooning. Yeah. <sighs> And sure enough, though, I did. I got in a fight with some guy, but I got lucky. At first move, swept his leg, had him on the ground in a headlock. I was spooning him real fucking tight. You know what I mean? I don't know what happened, but next thing I know, he must have felt my boner because he flipped me over so fast. I didn't know it hit me. I thought I was dead. And then all of a sudden, he goes, I like your moves, bro. And I was like, I like yours, too. That was pretty sweet right there. He's like, you want to get together and spar sometime? And I was like, you got any coke? <laughs> So he's like, yeah, and he let me go. We've been spooning for about two weeks now. Um, all right, guys, thank you very much. I can't tell you how much this place means to me, how much she means to me, and the comedy community. I've spent so much time here over the years. Pam, we fucking love you. You're the best. I love you. Good luck with everything you do. Give it up for Pam. Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, DCAB, back from the, from the day. In the day. You didn't end with um, one, two... Three, relax, your Sesame Street After Dark joke, uh, which I love and I still remember. And I sometimes, sometimes I, I actually do it, but I always give you credit. All right, that was lovely. Thank you for being here. Your set is still amazing. You're, you're, you always were amazing, funny. Yeah, thank you for being here. Okay, your next comedian. Got, uh, that was weird. I'm sorry. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Raphael Wolfgang. Oh, my God. Mutiny Radio, how are we doing tonight, everybody? We are on the air. San Francisco is listening. Love this place, man. This place is awesome. Got my start here. Uh, I'm glad it's popping off tonight. This is sick. We got a lot of people here. Uh, So I was listening to a little Michael Jackson uh, the other day, and I was getting my groove on. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me think, like, everyone's always talking about separating the art from the artist, you know? Like, should we still listen to their music, right? Is it okay? And there's no better example of that than Michael Jackson, because he was the most talented musician of all time. And he was also the creepiest person of all time. He was so fucking scary. Like, I grew up in the 2000s, so my first memory of Michael Jackson was just fear. I didn't know anything about his music. I just saw him on TV one day, and he was all scary and white and good at dancing. I was a little kid. I was like, that must be the boogeyman. He's so good at that. That's the boogeyman, 100%. He got so good at dancing that he turned into the boogeyman. It was unbelievable. He even made, like, scary boogeyman noises and everything, you know? He's like, boo! (laughs) How is he not the boogeyman? He says boo. He says boo, he dances, and he pops up in little kids' bedrooms at night. It's got to be the boogeyman. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. That whole thing is crazy, dude, because he was so talented, so talented and so weird. And so fucking, so talented. Like, he might actually be the GOAT, right? Michael Jackson literally figured out how to walk in reverse. Never figured out how to walk away from little boys. Ain't that a bitch, huh? It was a fucking kryptonite, right? He's like, quick, Michael Jackson, do the moonwalk. I can't. I'm losing my powers. Uh, I'm just going to beat it. 
Because <laughs> I'm a smooth criminal. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, let's see what else I have for you guys. Uh, <laughs> and we're on the air. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I have a small dick. Uh, that's cool. Uh, anyone else have a small dick? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your name? Ian, San Francisco. Ian has a small penis. Give it up for Ian, everybody. The whole city knows. Everyone knows. Ian, he's wearing a backwards hat and a, a letterman jacket, tiny penis. What's your last name? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's an old school joke I used to do here all the time. I'd pull that shit with the fucking radio on air. <laughs> Just expose the whole city. Uh, let's see what else I have you guys. Uh, I'm one of those people that onions make me cry. Uh, chopping onions makes me cry. Not for the reason you think, though. It's because my dad used to chop onions uh, before he beat me. And it made me cry a lot. It really did. It made me cry so much. And that's why I cry when I chop onions now. Because I know I'm about to beat my kid. That joke never works. People get too weird about it. <laughs> chopping onions, huh? Uh, let's see what else we have. I recently switched from coffee to tea. Uh, thank you. Uh, I recently switched to co from coffee to tea because uh, I, I started drinking coffee, but it was just too, like, I was just shitting so hard every time after I drank coffee. It was way too much because there was just this looming fucking time bomb every day where I would drink coffee and at noon every, like, it looked like I was sh shitting coffee. That's what would happen. It would look, I would drink it. It would come out the other side. Oh, man, nothing worse than bombing with a shit joke. Anyway, you guys have been awesome. Hey, keep it going for your host, Pam Benjamin, for putting all this on for us. Thank you. As uh, what did Colin Holtz used to call it, hot, wet Pepsi, hot, liquid Pepsi. That's what I always remember that from Colin. He was referring to poop, but he'd say hot, liquid Pepsi. You never heard Colin Holtz say that? I miss that guy. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Max Spark. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Oh, is this plug? Am I good? Is this going? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, thank you. How's everyone doing? How's Mutiny Radio going? Yay! Doing good. Doing good. Um, I just flew in a few days ago to, uh, from Boston to San Francisco. Um, I was flying with my little weed cart. I wanted to get high. And I put it in my Magic the Gathering container. You know, and there's two parts to my Magic the Gathering container. There's the place that holds the cards, and there's a little place to hold the die. And I put the, I put the weed cart in the little place that holds the die. And I'm going through TSA, and they pull my bag over, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Just be chill. You got this. It's fine. It's fine. What are the, what are the chances that they, they saw it through, you know, x-rays? Um, but I, I got it. It's chill. It's chill. And he, he pulls over my bag. He, he takes out the container. And I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. Play it cool. Play it cool. And he opens the top part. And he sees all the magic cards. And he's like, excuse me, sir. I'm going to have to confiscate this so you get some fucking pussy. Okay, bro? You get no pussy playing freaking Magic the Gathering. Okay? Please. Um, I worked at a, a tennis camp recently um, over the summer. And... I don't know if I did have my morning coffee or if my period cramps were going crazy, but I was on my feminist bullshit, right? And I told my, uh, I told my, uh, I told the kids that they had to pick a girl, right? Because they're all, you know, they're all picking teams and whatnot. I told them they had to pick a girl. However, my feminist triumphs were o overturned, but this little shit named Gavin yelled out, "Yo, pick a hot one!" 
I don't know if you ever felt the cognitive dissonance of wanting to high five someone so badly, but having to act like you're mad at them. And my mind, I went, oh my God, <laughs> that was the funniest fucking thing I've heard in a while. It was said by an eight-year-old. But what came out of my mouth was, Gavin, come here right now. Um, another, another time, you know, the, the water in the building broke. So we had to walk from um, our camp through the Castro um, to Eureka Playground. And, and I have nothing against the Castro. It's a great place, you know, great food, vibrant, vibrant place. You know, they, they sell uh, fleshlights to minors. I love it, right? Favorite place. My only issue with it is that people walk around like this. All day, all night with their penises out, you know, and it's just it's difficult, you know, wa walking with these kids, you know, and, and of course, we're, we're walking with these children. And of course, I, I, we see one, you know, a, a Pegasus, big, white and shining, you know, and I, I'm like the white soldier, you know, just or just trying to protect them. No, nothing to see here. Nothing, nothing to see. Nothing to see. But, uh, but of course, one kid sees it and he's like, uh. He's like, uh, uh, Max, uh, what's that, uh, what's that, like, th third leg type of thing in, in between that dude's thighs? Oh, uh, oh, 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 uh, that's a rare condition that I wish I had. <laughs> but, 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 but wh why does everyone here around here have that? Timothy, shut the fuck up. But that's how I know I'm not gay. That's how I know I'm not gay. You know, I just don't have a... A big enough penis. You know, I, I've questioned it sometimes, you know. I've questioned it. You know, I look down and I'm just like, yeah, no, there's no fucking way I'm gay. No fucking way. If anything, I'm transgender, but okay. Thank you so much. That's my time. Thank you, Pam. Always remember this place as the place I got my start. Thank you. Yay, everybody. For Max Park. Woo! All right, your next comedian. He's got to rush off. It's not you, Gigi. I had to bump because he has a show he has to get to. Put your hands together for Robert Hudson. Hey, thank you, G. Not trying to bump anyone. Not trying to bump anyone. You do have to go after this. All right, I got some new, I got some new material. Uh, I'm trying to be more cognizant of personal pronouns. You know? Seems to be the new wave in 2023. Uh, I just recently changed my pronouns to they, them, so that I could ride in the HOV lane. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. and get to San Jose in 40 minutes now, you know? So if you're not down for transgender rights, at least be down for SF to San Jose in 40 minutes, you know? I recently bought a Prius, right, because I care about the environment which is code for I'm poor. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I've been picking up a lot more chicks in it since I got it. Uh, mostly because I started Ubering. <laughs> and with the Prius, you get pretty good gas mileage. All right, we'll keep that one, sure, sure. Um, oh yeah, no one ever talks about this, but Suck my tongue. The Dalai Lama said that to an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> and it was all over the news for like a day. And then I feel like we just let it pass. <laughs> no one gave him shit for that. 
And I thought that was pretty crazy, you know, because it's a bold thing to ask of a child. But how I feel about it is that kid should be grateful that he got that opportunity. Why, you ask? Because he is going to win every two truths and a lie game for the rest of his life. <laughs> Just imagine sucking the Dalai Lama's tongue on national television. It's like fingering Gandhi's asshole. <laughs> More people have been to the moon. <laughs> yeah, think about it. It's crazy. You know, he's going to be in sixth grade like, oh, uh, okay, I went to Argentina. I broke my arm in, you know, the fourth grade. And one time with the Dalai Lama, <laughs> we made out, we made out. Um, you want to freak someone out that's Gen Z? Show them two girls, one cup. Yeah, that's how you know this new age of kids. They're too sensitive. <laughs> They're like, what about consent? We're pro-consent. Two girls, one cup didn't give any consent. <laughs> Not even to the viewer, all right? You'd be trying to download a Linkin Park's hybrid theory on BearShare, and you're like, why is this three gigs? All right, then you just saw it. All right. I was 10. I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, this is a long intro skit. Why is there chocolate in that cup? All right, all right. That's, uh, that's enough of the new stuff. Wait, what is that? Is that a one minute or a two minute honk? Okay, one minute. Uh, I just want to say, I mean, damn, when I started comedy like five years ago, my first week where I was just hitting up open mics, uh, I came, I came here. Yeah. Like this has been around for a while. Um, and I feel like Pam just like always provided a, a space for comics, uh, pretty selflessly, pretty thanklessly. Um, and I haven't been here in a while, but it's like, I don't know. That was just one of my early memories of like coming up here and open miking stuff. Uh, and so I just wanted to say thanks, Pam. And uh, yeah, a round of applause for Pam. And I know this is the last one here. Uh, and I know Pam made a, a post on, on Bacon. And yeah, there's like a lot of pretentious comics in this fucking scene. And, you know, I think we could all just be a little nicer to each other. Because sometimes, man, some of these asshole comics here, they think they're better than other people. But they're just not very funny. <laughs> So just remember that, you know, and uh, just, yeah, best of luck with whatever, Pam. And yeah, I'll see you guys around. Robert Hudson, everyone. Thanks, Robert. Uh, your next comedian has the most recognizable laugh in the business. Clap your hands together for GD. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Yes. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Last show. Last show. Yes. Uh, I'm from India, and we have a 
sequence when we come to California. We start with Soma, work in tech, then we move to Sunnyvale, then we move to San Diego, uh, and then we move into depression. So I'm almost there. My girlfriend last night uh, after the dinner said, uh, why don't you take all my clothes off? I said, why? Uh, because I don't like cross-dressing. I'll give you some time to understand it. It's okay. <laughs> I went to a speed dating event and it became a speed rejection event. The organizer told me, dude, if you stay here any longer, it'll become a speed suicidal event. So I stayed. That's what, that's what we do actually, like we just come from India and we just stay. Just hang out. One day, I, I, I have a feeling that one day like India might colonize USA with visa. Like have you ever colonized someone with like permission? Like maybe like an arranged marriage? <laughs> no? Okay, just me, all right. My wife called me, she was shouting. She was like, stop calling me your wife in all your jokes. I'm your friend. All new material, by the way. I'm doing just fine. I'm so Indian, I eat pussy only when they put some chicken tikka masala sauce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is my impression of an Indian trying to do comedy in America in an American accent. That was it. <laughs> I'm the best comedian uh, in my apartment. That happened after my roommate left. Now I live alone and I like it, I enjoy living alone. I think I might be an introvert, you know. I am such a big introvert, uh, they gave me an anti-social security number. Uh, someone asks me, can I get your SSN? No, you can get my ASSN. That shit is funny. My friend told me that if you make a dating profile, you should have at least one photo with a pet because then you are visibly not a murderer. So I killed him and I got myself a dog. His murder is still not resolved because I have a pet. Okay, complete silence. Okay, come on. <laughs> okay. Um, I like to confuse people. I gave my friend a, a Rubik's Cube. Uh, he's colorblind. I adopted an already adopted child and sent him to a foster home. Oh, wait, that was my dad. Sorry, not me. Oh. Thank you, oh, <laughs> much needed. I, uh, I sometimes throw really clean things in the trash can just to be nice. Okay, no one. Uh, toilet paper is the most depressed paper in all of the papers, you know. I'm not making this up, toilet paper told me. So why are you depressed? Because life is shitty. Have you guys heard all of these jokes or these are just? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Spencer, we'll get there. We will change the world, you know, together we can change the world only if we deposit the PG&E bill on time. They are charging interest now, man, what the fuck? Like a bank, PG&E is behaving like a bank now. So, yeah, so, 
someone joked about their roommate hanging themselves, which was traumatizing. But if my roommate hangs himself, I would really be surprised because he already killed himself last month. All right, <laughs> ending with a dark joke, like a professional. Thank you so much. GD ended on a dick joke. He's well hung. Your next comedian. So excited that you're here. It's been so long. Put your hands together for Miles Benjamin Davis. Miles Benjamin Davis. No relation. The other Miles Davis goes. I just didn't want you confused. I uh, might have smoked the wrong blunt before I got here. Uh, just warning you in advance, might get a little weird. I'm going to make it weird. Did it work? <laughs> Still got it. It blows my mind that there's grown-ass adults who refuse to eat vegetables. <laughs> and I know why. It's the same story every time. They had it prepared badly one time. They're like, oh, oh my god. I guess no more Brussels, boiled Brussels sprouts for me. You know how many toothy blowjobs I've had in my life? I still like blowjobs. I didn't let one negative experience deter me <laughs> from future blowjobs. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get the cool autism, like being good at math and numbers. <laughs> I got the being really good at abusing drugs and alcohol autism. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> I, uh, I'm at the age where all my friends are starting to have kids, and now I have to make excuses for not seeing their kids. Like, oh, sorry, I can't come to your baby shower. Uh, I got uh, two tickets to see Ja Rule, so. <laughs> When's that gonna happen? <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I'm very mentally ill, if you couldn't tell. Uh, did you know they give microphones to just anybody? <laughs> I don't need a permit for this. <laughs> this is so much more reckless. Like, I don't need a permit for this, but yet I need one for a gun. Unrelated, I have a gun. Um, not on me. It's in a lockbox, and I don't have the key. So if anybody could let me borrow their gun. Um, I'll bring it right back. I, uh, I fall in love too easy. And that's really easy to do when you're a queer, non-binary, pansexual in Oakland. Like every day, I'm like, oh my god, there's she, her, they, them is. I'm going to make them my themsband. I'm pansexual because I figure why not disappoint all the genders? 
really good at it. I'm non-binary. And what's cool about being non-binary is that now you can't call me a fuckboy anymore. Now I'm a fuck them. Anyways, I'm late for my AA meeting. Uh, you guys have been great. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Miles Benjamin Davis. We have two comics left. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Don't get comedy pneumonia. Uh, clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Gabby. Is this one okay? Hi, guys. I'm new to this, but my name is Gabby. And just in case you guys were wondering, my name is very representative of who I am as a person. You may think that you've met someone whose name fits them really well, but if you took out your phone right now and you Googled Gabby, the definition is um, annoyingly or excessively talkative. And I just feel like there's something about that that uh, speaks to me on a soul level. You can meet Abella and be like, that's a really nice name. And she's like, thank you so much. It's actually Italian for beautiful. Uh, how about yours? And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Mine's um, Miriam Webster for super annoying. Um, I'm 25 years old and my body is failing me. I hear a lot of people use the phrase, uh, my body's a temple, but for me, it's more like my body is a dive bar. Just nothing spiritual about it. It's just filled with well liquor and questionable men. Um, <laughs> every day at around 3 p.m., I'm like, so weird. Why do I feel like shit right now? And then it's probably definitely because I got three hours of sleep the night before and haven't had a single sip of water all day except for the ice that was at the bottom of the three cups of coffee I consumed at record speed. Um, I constantly wonder why my back hurts and then I catch a glimpse of my posture in the mirror and I just look like a poorly constructed piece of Ikea furniture. I'm trying to reclaim the phrase uh, one night stand. Um. <laughs> Um, but honestly though, it's, it's kind of, it's really hard to be hot and mysterious when my spine is just at a permanent Y equals MX plus B position. Like, like when I move now, my joints crack. It's really weird. I feel like the human embodiment of uh, Rice Krispie treats. And like when I have sex, it sounds like someone just tossed a handful of marbles down a flight of stairs. Like it's not, it's not fun. <laughs> um. Sometimes I wonder why men don't approach me in the bar. And then I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. I'm just giving off like pure Quasimodo energy. And just like, like, oh God, that is not a good look. Like I look like I call rings my precious in my free time. And honestly, I chalk it all up to being an adult iPad baby. Like, you know what I mean? Um, have you guys ever checked the average screen time on your phone? Okay, so last week I checked my average screen time and you would just be like constantly, do you just be like shocked and appalled at the numbers I'm racking up? Like I'm getting Stephen Hawking screen time numbers. Just like pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but ex instead of making uh, ground groundbreaking scientific discoveries, I'm just watching movies that people uploaded to TikTok in 68 different parts in three minute segments. Um, if one part gets removed for copyright, I just have no idea what happened in the rest of the movie. 
Uh, whenever I tell any old people how much time I spend on TikTok, they're always like, you know that China is just stealing your data, right? And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't have the heart to tell them that my entire For You page is just made up of Taylor Swift conspiracy theories and like a countdown clock when Gypsy Ray Rose Blanchard gets released from prison. Like, I don't think data collection for me is going to be the end of the United States. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Gabby. Okay. Keep it going for Gabby. She's the number one Taylor Swift fan. You, you can follow her on fan club of Taylor Swift. Yay. It's not only fans, it's fan club. Although, who knows? Uh, hey, your next comedian, I can't believe he's here. He's from out of town. He's been here since back in the day. Uh, you know, funny enough, this, this comedian is the reason that Milk Bar has comedy. He actually was the first comedian to bring a comedy show to Milk Bar like 10 years ago. So uh, pave the way for everyone. Put your hands together for Eric Berry. Yes, keep it going for Pam, everybody. That's true. I started comedy at Milk Bar, pulled my pants down. Everyone was laughing. Am I right? Yeah. Fucking comedy. Uh, this is awesome. This is like a dysfunctional family reunion, you know? Some of you guys, some of you I know, some of you I don't know. Some of us are fucked. <laughs> some of us are dead. R.I.P. Griffin. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I fucked him. Um, yeah, actually, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. 10 years ago is fine. Uh, let's talk about it. No, uh, she said that I come too quickly in bed, which I strongly disagree with. Like, I have pretty good control over my orgasm, you know? Like, if my, or if my orgasm, I'm fucking this up. Uh, my penis is like an Uber. <laughs> you know, just a few quick hand movements, and it will get, if orgasm is the destination, my penis is like an Uber. Just a few quick hand movements, and we'll get to where we need to be within a few minutes, give or take, you know? But uh, women's orgasms aren't like that, are they? Women's orgasms are like waiting for the bus in San Francisco. You're like, I don't know, it says it's supposed to be here. I'm checking Google. Maybe the driver's having a bad day. You know, you tell your friends about it. They're like, I don't know, dude, I used to ride that bus. It comes all the time. You're like, all right, buddy, you know what? Uh, I actually, I did go on a date recently. I was living in Europe. Uh, I've been living all over, to be honest, but I was living in Europe, and um, uh, I went on a date with this woman, and uh, as we're sitting down, the server brought out my drink, and it had a plastic straw in it, and she got really offended. Uh, she's, I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, you have a plastic straw in your drink, and I'm an environmentalist. And then I looked down at her chest, and it became very obvious that she had breast implants, I'm like, yeah, but your tits aren't environmentalists. You know what I mean? Like, your body's going to decompose, but those guys are going to stick around. Like, talk to me when you have compostable tits, okay? You know, you're worried about a straw going in some turtle's nose. I mean, all your D-cup's going to be lodged in a whale's blowhole 20 years from now, you know? I asked if she wanted to come back to my house. <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, yeah, but just so you know, we're not having sex. I'm digging into the well for this one. Uh, but just so you know, we're not having sex. Have any of you ladies ever done that? Like, uh, said that you're not, you know, you met a guy, you're gonna go back to his place from like a bar, a party. You're like, but just so you know, we're not having sex. All two women in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, every time I, I hear that, I always wonder, why? 
Because every time a woman said that, we've ended up having sex. Which has left me with just one of three conclusions. Either one, they didn't want to have sex initially, but I'm just an awesome salesman. Two, they didn't want to come across as promiscuous, and that's not very feminist. Or three, I've been raping way more women than I should be, which is zero women. Zero women is the amount of women you should be raping. I guess you guys disagree with me, but... <laughs> uh, that's an oldie but a goodie. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, this is being recorded for, for the entirety of the internet, right? Perfect. Love it. Fantastic. Um, but she comes back to my house, and, um, and we start making out. She's like, you're American, right? And I said, yeah. And she got really excited. Uh, and I was like, why are you so excited? And she said, does that mean you're circumcised? And I said, yes. And if you don't know, most men outside the U.S. are not circumcised. And uh, she'd only seen it in porn before. And that should have been my first warning sign. So, like, we're making out, and the clothes come off, and she looks down at me, as I can tell you're doing right now, starting to make me very uncomfortable. And uh, she looks back up, and she says, does circumcising it make it smaller? And I said, yes. But you should have seen me the day I was born. You know, they took a good few inches off that baby dick. I let her do the metric conversion. I said, but you know what? It does make it taste better. And she said, really? And I said, well, let's find out. So I'm sucking my own dick. And penis size is a weird thing that a lot of us have to deal with, you know? I'd say the majority of society. Like, uh, I was out to brunch the other day with some friends, and they're all women, because um, I'm very charming, constantly mistaken for being gay. And uh, this really nice car, like a Maserati, drives by, and the, the, one of my friends, she's like, oh, that guy must have a tiny dick. You guys know the stereotype about guys with tiny dicks? Uh, driving nice cars? Yeah, it's always left me confused, because as far as I'm concerned, that guy has one of two options. Either be a guy with a tiny dick who drives a Maserati, or be a guy with a tiny dick who doesn't drive a Maserati. Like, do you know how many men are motivated to be successful in life because they have tiny dicks? It's the only reason I'm killing it at Mutiny Radio's fucking last show right here. But it never works the other way around, you know what I mean? You never see, like, a guy going by in one of those lime scooters just bouncing in the street, and all these women are like, oh, that guy must have a massive fucking dick. Doesn't? Hey, you guys, this was like a fucking punk rock thing that Pam started here. Uh, it was just amazing, the, from the podcast to the comedy shows and just the, her support of the whole community. Um, so, how about a round of applause? Pam, we fucking love you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Eric Berry. Hey, Eric Berry. Hey. I know, punk rock just doesn't exist anymore in San Francisco. Good luck, you guys. Uh, with the, good luck with your new oppressors. Uh, your, your last comedian of the night, everybody, put your hands together for Anthony Mitchell. One more time, make some noise for Anthony, huh? All right. Thank you for having me. Keep your mouth shut. Uh, my name's Anthony. I've been trying to make more friends here in San Francisco. I find it's very hard for me, so I've been going to a lot of protests recently. I figure that's where all the young people hang out, right? Uh, apparently, I'm not allowed at any of these protests just because I look way too much like an undercover cop. If I am allowed these protests, it's just no one I want to associate myself with. Like, oh, I'm invited? No thanks. You guys can storm the Capitol without me. All right. I do get stereotyped a lot for my mustache. It's never for anything cool. I've never been buying drugs, and someone stops me. He's like, hey, 
You're not an undercover firefighter, are you? I don't know. People say I have an ironic mustache. There's nothing ironic about this. This is strictly business. I actually need this for my job. I'm an assistant coach at Michigan State University for the pickleball department. All right. I've been dating a lot recently. Dating's weird ever since I grew this uh, cartoonish weatherman mustache. Uh, Some women like the mustache. Most women don't want to look at me. But then there's that small sliver of women that really like the mustache. I mean, some women like it to an almost uncomfortable degree where I have to look them up online, find some family photos just to see if her dad has a mustache. So her dad has a mustache. That's just an automatic red flag. I cannot date this woman. I'd much rather just fuck the dad. One of these dads I want to date with recently, he said I looked like Freddie Mercury if he never had AIDS. I find that ironic because for me personally, I think I look a little bit more like Tom Selleck if he did have AIDS. All right, fun crap. <laughs> I know, I get it. I look silly. I uh, can't help it. Uh, I'm just Italian. It's in the genetics. I feel like being Italian is like the last group of people you can just be openly racist towards and no one really cares. It just feels a little unbiased, in, uh, unbalanced in the media, the racist bias. Like a few years ago, some people got upset. Now Apu is no longer in The Simpsons. Then a few months after that, they canceled Pepe Le Pew just for being accurately French. But then in the not-so-recent movie Ratatouille, the name of the main character, the guy that gets controlled by the rat, his name, Alfredo Linguini. Okay, what sort of weird backwards racism is this, huh? I don't think they're going to make Coco 2 and just rename the character to Bean Burrito, would they? You think Disney's going to make a movie next year about an Asian woman named Kim Chi? They might. I don't know. I don't care. Be racist. It's the holidays. Now's the time. Spread it with your family. Uh, Apart from being weird on stage, uh, I'm a tour guide. That is my profession. Uh, Yeah, it's a job like anything else. I used to work in finance, hated that job, so I quit it uh, to become a tour guide. And I'm definitely much happier. Uh, I am very hungry, however. That's the trade-off. I found out the remedy to a perfect body is poverty. It's very exciting. I've learned just about everything there is to know about San Francisco. Uh, Right now, we are in the Mission neighborhood. We all know this is the first neighborhood settled by the Spanish, and they made it their mission to have as much gay sex as possible. Yeah, yeah. We all know the uh, Soma neighborhood. People think it's short for South of Market. Really, it's short for so many crackheads. Uh, We have Cow Hollow. That's where all the fat chicks live. And all the transgenders live in the Tenderloin. There we go. Round of applause. You guys visit the neighborhood. They had the flags lined up. I don't know. Uh, becoming a <laughs> becoming a tour guide was definitely the first time my parents ever said, wow, I'm so glad my son is a comedian. 
Uh, that's been my time. Round of applause for Pam Benjamin. Buy a fucking t-shirt. That's, thank you so much. Goodbye. Yay, Anthony Mitchell. I run into him every once in a while downtown, and it's, it's fun. Um, it is. It's fun. It's nice to see you downtown. Well, that's it. We did it. We did it. Yay, we did it. Um, thanks for coming to the last one, and I don't want to perform, no. But it's really great that you all stayed and like hung out for the last one, and and um, the the podcasts will stay up. Don't no film. Uh, um, the podcasts will stay up on the internet, so you can listen to things. Um, I'll pay to keep those up, but it'll stop live streaming, and we won't do it. It just doesn't make sense to have a live stream of stuff we've already recorded. I think it doesn't make sense if we're not creating new stuff to stream it because you can find all of it on the website. That we'll try to. Keep up and, and make it less lame. It looks like live, laugh, love. I hate it, but we, whatever. We're, if only I could understand, if we could ghost in the shell and I could make my own fucking website from my brain. Ooh, wouldn't that be exciting? Future, fucking future come faster or slow the fuck down. Anyways, I'm done. And um, thank you all for coming. And ugh, God, good luck in San Francisco. Honestly, you guys, I've been here for 16 years and it is falling the fuck apart. And it's sad to watch. It's sad to watch rich people that have no taste or aesthetic rule the world because they have more money than everyone else. They're not more talented. They just have money to put money into promotion for their mediocre shit. So just don't worry about it. Keep doing actual art and be edgy and say things that you care about because no one, the people with the money, they don't want you to say things. Of course they don't. You think anybody wants you to be honest and truthful and authentic? No, they made the fucking internet so you can just distance yourselves from each other. Good fucking luck. Honestly, this country is falling apart and um, I'm sad to see a free speech bastion leave and a lot of people don't understand that comedy is actually free speech and exercising free speech. So stop doing jokes about movie popcorn. Start doing things that matter. Talk about feminism. Talk about abortions. You don't have abortions anymore, you stupid fucks. I'm sorry, America. You're fucked up. Women's rights are real rights, no? Okay, they're not because you know only people who are worth anything? People with money. If you have money, you have value in this fucking country. And if you do anything else that isn't about making money, which is just subjugating more people because if you don't pay them what they're worth, then you make more money. And guess what? They don't, they don't make money. So next time you make a lot of money for doing nothing, think about the person that did a lot and didn't make any money. Bye. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. 
Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. Two seven eight one Twenty First Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, 
Thrash, Walmart, Hi-Viz, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Tetons of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I'm on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready, crew. The festival is upon us. Woo. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out 
www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> but f- quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance. Welcome to L-W-A-F-O-M-O-Y-T. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. W-A-A-L. L L is easy. This one I know by heart. Right. Loser. Loser. I don't know which way. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. There's a lot. It's a very problematic yeah, podcast name because yeah, it's yeah. feature length movie, right? And also YouTube is usually an acronym with the letter Y, right? Well, we do YT. So do go we, ahead. Did someone do it for you, right? Someone, someone at the station did it for me back in 2017. But I like the ring of it. I think L W O Y doesn't really have the same ring. L W A F L M O Y. Okay, yeah, so it'd be M O Y. But if we started from the beginning, L W A F L M O Y. Yeah, maybe you're the right. same maybe. ring. Yeah, the T adds a Christmas. Listen, <laughs> Carl and I love to brainstorm and write jokes, and we always listen to the letters. T has a better ring to it. So, yeah. anyway, that's the uh, lexicon of our title, but the title is basically the premise. We're going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. We want you to join us, let us watch a full length movie. And you'll listen to our podcast and watch the movie. We are streaming first right now, right now. Hello, on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You search for that acronym. And we're also on YouTube for a video presentation. And uh, that's also L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go ahead. Subscribe. You did great. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yay. Winner. You're a winner. There we go. My W on my forehead. Have you ever got that? I've never seen anyone do this. I've seen this. Loser. This, last time I saw this, I think it was Galactus from it was, uh, Silver Surfer. Oh, my God. Yeah, eating planets. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even tip 20%. Not Carl, enough. what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch The California Kid, 1974. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The California Kid, 1974. I'm not going to tell you how to spell the or California. I know that you know California. Oh, I know is. this. T-H-A. T-H-A. The. California. The K- California Kid. I'm not kidding. 1974. The channel okay. we like. The channel we like. 
Car Chase Wonderland 2. Not the first one now. Car Chase Wonderland 2. So it's the California Kid 1974 and then find the channel. Damn it. Car, Car Chase Wonderland 2. The sequel. The end of the trilogy. What kind of Wonderland is that if no one gets caught? You're just literally spinning your wheels. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so the California Kid, 1974. As Carl said, you go into YouTube, you type that into the browser, you're going to find Car Chase Wonderland 2 or something close to that name. That is the channel that we're watching the movie of. Hat tip to you. Find it, click it, hit pause, move that timer to 000. This may take a couple minutes, but we have a short featurette. Very exciting. Carl is the producer of the show, has been doing it for several years. You heard his theme song. He has research for this movie. He went and interviewed a celebrity comedian. We're going to learn a little bit about this celebrity comedian, and they're going to give the celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, hit play. All right, get ready. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Gary Morgan. Welcome, Gary. Now, Gary, you are a New Jersey native, just like me, just like our other co-host, Michael, born in Passaic, New Jersey. What brought you out to Los Angeles? Movies. I was a kid actor in New York. Uh, my parents were in vaudeville and in the circus. Mm -hmm. I was in their act. I was on the road when I was five months old, lived in a trailer, traveled all around. Uh, they were acrobats. And then when I was seven, I got my first agent and started working in New York as a kid actor, uh, gotcha. off-Broadway, on-Broadway, um, you know, TV stuff, commercials. I was the original Richie in the Dick Van Dyke pilot. Yeah. When it was starring Paul Ryan. I think head of the family, right? What's that? I think it was called head of the family yeah. at that yeah. time. Yep, yeah, it was. Anyway, so I was born and raised in Passaic, went on all through school and high school. My mother opened a dancing school. So when we left the road so I could go to school. And, uh, and when I was 18, I did a movie in New York called Poppy with Alan Arkin. And huh. the money that I made from that, I came to California just for a couple of weeks to look around, had an agent, checked in with the agent, and I never left. I found a home in California. Now, you, it's a show business family, so I'm sure they were very supportive of the move, right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, you have an impressive career, and I want to get to that. But before I go there, I want to start with you being like a stuntman. And, uh, like, I think that had something to do with your the, the fact that you were an acrobat and your height, right? Tell me how you got involved with stunt work. Well, I always did... A lot of uh, I, I got a lot of roles that had action in it, like Logan's Run and Pete's Dragon, and uh, so I could do my own stunts. But I would never double it. I did not want to be a stuntman. Uh -huh. uh, I, I wanted to be an actor. But the first job I got in California was a stunt job playing a missing link in a Burt Reynolds movie called Skullduggery. And, really, I know that film. Oh God, it was. I don't think it was very good. But I was one of the the missing links, and. Uh, worked with the stunt coordinator secular they were always going you need to do stunts i went no 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 i'm an actor and they yeah. went you don't want to be an actor actors are a pain in the ass a lot, lot more fun doing stunts so i was doing a movie called cujo where i doubled the dog oh wow in uh, in cujo anyway uh i was at that point i was 32 years old i had two kids 
I didn't look like a kid anymore. I wasn't getting a lot of acting roles. And I decided just to jump in to the stunt department. And I, I said, I'm a stuntman, you know. Uh, well, prior people. to that. You, and had a great was... career as a stuntman. Had a lot of fun. Made no. more money as a stuntman than I ever made as an actor. And, uh, and I still do it. Well, your acting career is very impressive. And at the time of The California Kid, you were all over television. I mean, uh, One Adam 12 and Happy Days and Partridge Family and everything. So when it came to this movie, because this was an ABC movie of the week, right? Yes. Was, just, was this just more of the same? This is just more TV? Or was it something special? Well, Martin Sheen was a pal of mine. Uh, uh -huh. I worked with him on live television in New York when I was a kid. But I got reintroduced uh, to him when I was in California. And we did a couple shows together. And we were pals. And uh, the California kid came up. He said, you'd be perfect for this part. So he sent me to the, uh, the producer for an audition. I just auditioned yeah. for it and got it. And uh, it was just an, another movie of the week. You know, uh, I don't know if it was anything special. It was a, a fun part. And, yeah. uh, and I loved working with Martin on anything because, you know, we were pals. And Nick Nolte and I, who played my brother in The California Kid, did, uh, I think it was called Medical Center. There was a uh -huh. TV show. Uh -huh. And Nick and I were in the same gang. And we got to be friends. I used to borrow his pickup truck when I, need, you know, when I needed to get cement and stuff. And I, I was just a pal of Nick. That's uh, great. So when this came up, playing his little brother, it, it, was, it was fun. Now, Martin Sheen's real brother was in it, did, but but that wasn't any of the scenes that you were in. Did you meet him? Did you spend any time? Oh, yeah, time? I know Martin's whole family. I was like his little brother. Uh-huh, so, uh, I that was, I think I was Joe, Joe Sheen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know all his brothers and the family. And, you know, I do the Renaissance Fair every year. I've got carnival games. And uh, Martin's son, Emilio, uh, worked for me at the Renaissance Fair when he was 14, 15, 16, uh -huh. you know, those years before yeah. he... His acting career took off. And Sean Penn used to work for me. Emilio got me, uh, got Sean a job with me at the Renaissance Fair, which was kind of funny. You know, I've seen you on Facebook dressed up, you know, more contemporary, but in some Renaissance garb. And you really well wear it well, you know, <laughs> very colorful. And it's terrific. I think there's some production at Fairleigh Dickinson you were doing or something. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that was out in California, and I just saw Fairleigh Dickinson on your uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I went to Fairleigh Dickinson. I was in the drama That's... department. I did a couple of shows, but nothing that you would have uh, I would have put on Facebook. Now, Lyle was the character you played, and this was a pretty big part. I mean, your character was the younger brother. Your character was the victim of this evil sheriff. Now, when is the last time you've seen this film? Do you do you really have a memory of its plot? And I, re I have a, a lot of memories of doing it and everything, but. I haven't seen it for years. I should show it to my kids. I don't think I've even showed it to my kids. Well, you will definitely see it when you air because I will send you the link to watch it on Facebook. Of course, you're going to hear us talking all over it, but it will bring it all back, you know. You had a really good part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. And it, it, it was fun. And I forgot the girl's name in it. The, the actress. Oh, the, the real-life actress? Yes, right. Um... Her name was Sissy in the movie, and all she wanted to do was kiss boys in cars. That's all she wanted to do right. throughout the whole film. 
Sheen. Well, I got to tell you, you know, Martin Sheen's got the car, the California kid. Yes. And Martin doesn't know anything about cars, like nothing. And <laughs> there's a scene in it where um, we're all looking, he's fixing the engine. Yeah. And, uh, and one of us goes, what's that? And points right. to something. And Martin asked the guys from transportation, what should I say? Yeah. What you is know? that? So uh, it didn't, you didn't even know what we were pointing out. So the, one of the guys said, tell him it's a new type Magneto. <laughs> That's right. So I remember, yeah, so Martin goes, oh, it's a new type. Well, I had no idea what a Magneto was, you know. <laughs> but uh, he goes, what should I say? And uh, one, of the, one of the, you know, the transportation guys said that. That's terrific. You know, I, I just saw this film. It's fresh in my mind. We just watched it. So I absolutely remember that scene. And and so you went on to be an outrageous fortune. Uh, you were a stuntman in Batman Forever and uh, Cujo. Do you ever get back this way? Are you still active out in Los Angeles today? What, what takes up your time today? Well, I have, <laughs> anytime I made any money, I bought another house. So uh -huh. I've, got a lot, I've got a lot of real estate, so I'm, I'm always like, you know, ma maintaining things. And uh, I still act when it comes up. I don't do a lot of stunts now because I don't want to fall down hard. Exactly. But I actually just did a little acting role with a stunt on the show Bosch uh -huh. uh, last season, playing a homeless guy that gets the crap beat out of him on the sidewalk, <laughs> which is an no. interesting thing to do. I got to tell you, when you walk around Hollywood Boulevard dressed like a homeless guy, interesting the way people treat you and uh -huh. look at you and stay away from you, you know? Yeah, that's a bit of a life lesson, right? What a, a different perspective, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I really appreciate you coming on, especially because you're Lyle in this thing and you have such a big role. You even, you know, your even your character's life ends and it was dramatic when it occurs. So I really appreciate you being on. And everyone's about to watch this film with us. So, Gary Morgan, now everyone at home is ready to press play and the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to hear you do the countdown. Three, two, one, go and press play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Gary Morgan, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, everybody, are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening to it. How do they shoot the stars? Oh, look, yeah. it's Earth. <laughs> With Saturn's <laughs> rings. With Saturn's rings, yeah. That was back when Universal was part of MCA. They didn't know shit. Now, this says Universal like a movie, but this is TV. TV show. Yes, look, you think this... Emilio oh. Estevez, did you see him? Oh, I thought that was Randy Quaid in the last detail. That's him? Doesn't it look like? It no, does. Uh -oh, I was gonna uh -oh, say he was a out. kid back then. Oh, I was tired. I put my hands on my eyes. him because this guy is an Estevez. I think he really resembles. Is it Joe Estevez? Yes, it is. It is. It's Martin Sheen's brother, Joe Estevez, and this is his cameo. He's in a lot of movies, Joe Estevez. Don't count uh -huh. him out. He's now, done he's... tons. He's, they're trying to race back to base. Look, dangerous, bad curves, okay? Yeah. You saw the Sailing sign, we're going to see that sign a lot in this movie. Dangerous curves, it's an allegory. Now look, if they're not back to base in 45 minutes, they're like kicked out or something bad. Up, oh, cop. Oh, you're going to have cops, he was waiting. 
So he they're was. off base. This, this movie is totally off base. <laughs> That's right. These two guys are. Sorry, a little base humor. <laughs> that was very basic. That was kind of, yeah, it's so base. Okay, so here we, it's not acidic. It is base. Here we have uh, your typical car chase, and it's the old uh, hack state line, three miles. Ew. If they can make it to the state line, somehow the cop no longer has jurisdiction. They, they have away. a, I heard you have to stop your cop car, get out, throw your hat to the ground. <laughs> Raise Darn your fist. varmint motherfuckers. So, feel pressed, cut, cut, cut you live. so okay, what states are they? Comes the, wait, here comes, this is the inciting incident of the movie. Here comes the main curve, okay? The dangerous curve. And this guy just won't slow, see? 30 miles per hour, buddy, not 60 miles per hour. So he takes the curve and the cop does something terrible. He pushes them over the edge? Yes. Correct. He must Look, be from New Jersey. Yeah, he is. See the pole? Oh, we missed the pole, but that's, we'll see the pole throughout the film. That's what the cop just did. He basically pushed those people to their death. Oh, he's an evil sheriff. He's absolutely, he's totally an evil sheriff. Oh, it's, it's Michael Shannon. No, it's Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow, God bless R.I.P. Now, we saw him in another film, because I already had research on him and how he passed away and everything. You see the yellow lines? Yeah. It says, in 1958, Clarksburg was a well-known speed trap town. But speed trap. In the 50s, these would be white. And the internet thinks that's one of the big reasons why this film's full of uh, acro uh, uh, things that are out of time. It should be uh, white. Anach <clears throat> Please, allow me. Anachronism. Oh, wait, so Martin Sheen got his brother in the movie? Yeah. Here comes Martin Sheen, the California kid, and he's driving, of course, that 1934 three-window three coupe. What? Oh. Look at that custom detail. We drive these in San, in uh, San Francisco, in Los Angeles all the time. Because you have, because you're from California. Yeah. Speed kills. You see. Well, it, it depends. If you're ahead of your game, speed could be very productive. You get a <laughs> if lot of you things done. Speed. Speed's okay. Nick. Yep. Nolte. Having a beer. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Having a beer. He's having a beer, like, oh, Michelle Phillips. That's From the Mamas and Papas. So it looks like half of California went to this town to shoot the movie. <laughs> this is actually called uh, Peru, California, and Ojai, California. Ojai. But uh, it's, it's uh, Clarksburg in our movie. That's what you say when you walk in with your roommate having sex. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, what an illegal... That California kid just says UEs everywhere. No, it's legal in California, right? I looked that up for that reason. You did look it up. It is, but it's frowned upon. By oh, okay. Trying to cross the street. Like, I'll let you make the turn. I'll stop at the intersection. Go ahead and take that right-hand turn. You've been itching. The You're just doing a UE. Fuck you. I could have crossed the street. <laughs> Yeah. As a pedestrian. Okay. Now, Nick Nolte's like, look at that car. 
and the sheriff, he appreciates it too. But you see, he also sees a meal ticket. You see, yes. in this town, the cops get paid by the tickets they write. But if you knock a car over the edge and kill the star's brother, mm -hmm. you can't write a ticket, right? No, you get just a, you get like a serial killer uh, endorphin Dopamine. rush. Dopamine, yeah, endorphin yeah. rush. 